Let's pray. God, open our minds and hearts and lives to your spirit. Unless you speak to our hearts today, nothing of value will be said. So give me your words to speak and keep me completely out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. My father's beloved sister, his big sister, Roxy, died six months before he did. She had pancreatic cancer and she knew she was going to die and she died really, really beautifully. She did everything she could in her last weeks and months to spread love and joy. And she did it so, so incredibly, so full of life right to the end. One of the things that she and my uncle who lived on a hobby farm in Idaho did every year was can fruits and vegetables and harvest honey from their own fleet of bees. They had a huge, amazing garden and a prolific little orchard. And in the last summer of her life on this earth, they canned and laughed and harvested honey, lining the shelves of their pantry and their family and friends' pantries with delicious food that she had planted, grown, harvested, but would never taste. My Aunt Roxy made a point to invest in the world that she would no longer inhabit. And she didn't magically start doing that when she found out she was dying. It was her way long before that. She lived like that her whole life. All of us who knew her are better because of it. The sweetness of her life will be tasted for years. Recently, I read that when we watch a meteor shower, we are not watching the comet's most recent pass of the Earth. So the Perced meteor shower, for example, some of you may have seen that this summer. It came by in August. Um, it had these gorgeous show of burning bits from the comet. But what we saw this summer from our backyards and, and porches was not the most recent pass. This was what, what we saw this summer was actually from 1862 or maybe even sooner. There are stars that we see in the sky at night that are already dead and gone. We see the twinkling light as it had been, not as it is. The beauty of this is particularly poignant in this Advent season of darkness and light. The light that we see is sometimes a gift from the past, and the light that we give may be a beacon of hope for the future. The lives that we live can bring sweetness, hope, and inspiration far after we have left the earth. Our timeline for ministry and blessing is not confined to our lifetimes. Our scriptures this morning are all about bringing and affecting good news, a good news that is far larger than us, to those who are desperate for it, for the oppressed, the brokenhearted, the captive, the downtrodden, the pushed out, the marginalized. These scriptures inspire us to bring positivity and joy to the world and stay true to the one who sends us so that we might be like meteors blazing in the night sky, reminding people of God's love and faithfulness for years to come. The key to this Advent invitation um, is to shine into the future. And it's about who we represent. 
If my Aunt Roxy had decided that her life ending meant the end of everything for her, I'm not sure she would have had the strength and inspiration to invest into a future that she would no longer inhabit. If her life had been all about herself and her own advancement, she would not, I believe, faced her last days with such positivity, love, and joy. She would not be thinking about how to make a life that she was no longer going to live better for those that she loved. But my aunt was a faithful Christian. She loved God, and she knew God loved her, and she was motivated by that love to live in service to others, whether it benefited her or not. Her faith allowed her to live and die into something bigger than herself. She knew that her mortality or her cancer diagnosis or her earlier than expected death did not make her any less beloved or any less belonging. This is perhaps the most powerful teaching and truth of our faith. So many voices in our culture insist on self-promotion and selfishness and selfish life To live for others and to put something other than ourselves first is revolutionary. But the author of Isaiah and Paul in our epistle and John the Baptist, they all got it. They knew that this life is not just an opportunity to shine just on our own, but instead to embrace being a part of God's work, God's love, and God's hope. They each understood what it looked like to deeply identify with God so that our whole lives flow out of that primary connection. What would our lives look like on this Advent 3 Sunday if we knew that we did not just represent ourselves in this life that we live here, but that we represent God and that our light and our influence will shine long after we are gone? What would it feel like if we knew that we were part of something much bigger than just this one solitary life, these days and hours, would we be free to be prophetic? Would we be free to share God's love in a new and powerful way? Living and working for ourselves, brothers and sisters, is not our path. Our path is to work toward God's agenda of love. And we get to have the inspiration to allow others and even ourselves to be who God made us to be and not control or manipulate, only to offer love and light. May we live in this way. May we risk more for love. May we be open to change and quick to move in service and concert with God's spirit. We have in the person of Jesus the ultimate example of what it means to live for love and to trust that living and prophetic hope and joy will matter long after we're gone. God self-risked being born into poverty, risked being a baby completely dependent and reliant on humanity, risked being a friend, risked being a son, risked being a brother, risked his own life so that he could show us what it means to be human. Jesus did not come to earth only for his death and resurrection. Jesus came for all of it to show us how to be, how to live for something beyond the smallness of just ourselves and to shine long after we're dissolved fully into God. Living in the midst of this global pandemic with its robust morbidity 
reminds us, like nothing else in recent history, of our mortality. Almost all of us know of someone who has died from COVID, and it has brought death closer than any of us are comfortable with. This Advent, we are aware more than most of our finite lives, of our expiration date, of our relative hopelessness against the inevitability of death. Perhaps being honest about that is not as bad as it feels at first. Perhaps this time of facing our own mortality is an opportunity to remember that we do not have to be afraid because we're a part of everything. The example of Jesus, the example of Isaiah, Paul, and John the Baptist, the meteors flying overhead, my Aunt Roxy, and so much more points us to proclaim something bigger with our lives, to trust that we are part of that bigger thing and that we are beautiful, unique, irreplaceable dimensions of it. We have so much to shine for. Amen.